0: Begin today's episode of the Mental Health Podcast. We have a short message. In anticipation of the huge app launch, Tally has decided to record the Tally Talk podcast. The mental health startup hosts weekly anonymous conversations around society's most stigmatized subjects. The Tally Talk podcast gives people with lived experiences the opportunity to speak openly, honestly, and freely on hard-hitting topics such as sexual abuse, addiction and abortion, all while staying anonymous. Dive into the Tally Talk podcast today and check out this year's most exciting mental health startup as featured in Forbes magazine by searching tally.app on all other platforms, streaming and social media platforms. Thank you for listening and the episode will now begin. Enjoy. Hello and w- welcome to this episode of the Mental Health Podcast. Uh, today, my me and my anonymous guest will be discussing racism and how racism can actually lead to many mental health disorders. Um, the three questions we'll be discussing today go as follows. So on a personal note, have you ever experienced a mental health issue due to racism? And if not, has anyone close to you experienced this? And then secondly, as usual, we always zoom out Uh, looking at society as a whole. So especially after what happened at the Euros with Sancho, Rashford and Saka, how can we as individuals even begin to take strides towards combating racism and the mental health disorders that it causes? And then thirdly and finally, looking at the government and education system, what can they do to make practical changes in public mood and opinion to influence harmful racist beliefs? because um, it's all well and good you know having sort of um, you know taking the knee and things like that but what practically you know in society um, can be implemented to actually make sure that at a, you know grassroots level this doesn't happen mm-hmm. um, and then looking at statistics eight percent of black or black British adults have symptoms relating to post-traumatic stress disorder compared to four percent of their white British counterparts so that's double and that's according to mind UK um, people from BAME backgrounds are four times more likely to be detained under the Mental Health Act than white people. And just an important resource is Black Minds Matter, which offers advice and support on racially caused mental health issues. Both of those res- both those sources are taken from mentalhealth.org.uk. Um, so I just have to say thank you to our guests. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, no um, problem, man yeah no worries so yeah so the first question we'll just jump straight Mm -hmm. into it um on a personal note have Mm -hmm. you ever experienced a mental health issue um due to racism that could be anything you know from stress a little uh, anxiety insecurity or something more serious Mm -hmm. and and if not or you know in addition to that has anyone close to you experienced that as well yeah
1: so uh i could use the most recent example um Mm -hmm. of like uh racism that was experienced, which was obviously um with the Euro finals and the backlash that had come. Um quite interestingly and it's quite disappointing, but Saka says something quite differently, that as soon as he missed the penalty, he knew what was gonna happen like after. Mm. And it was quite it was quite hard and um quite relatable um to hear him say that like a couple of days after it happened. No, it must have been a week after he put something out on social media. But as soon as they missed the penalties, I knew the heavy amount of like social media backlashers they were gonna get, and also the, the I was worried for like my cousin and my friends that were out in the pubs, um, that would have been around a lot of intoxicated people, so a lot of people who may have not said anything if they were sober, but you know because of the environment and the emotion that they would be feeling, I was scared for a lot of people out there, um, but certainly the days after, um, I. Like to go, I go to a gym just that maybe a ten minute walk away from my house, um, and the route that I take is um, a route a lot of school children, a lot of people take in general because um, it's near a uh, a big Tesco, so people are always coming through the station and whatnot. And I've never felt so much um, discomfort leaving my house because mm. of the um, just the fear and like seeing seeing how a lot of the public responded. Um, not just in person um, at the night out in London and whatnot, and seeing videos of how people were treated on the way home, and not just not just black people, but all um, uh, minorities um, in the city. But um, also on the social medias and all that, it was it, it created this fear factor of me leaving the house, and then when I when I'd finally go out and leave, um, I could see like side eyes and. People, it, like, when I walk past people, people stop talking wow. <laughs> know, in the yeah. driveways. So. <laughs> it was almost, I couldn't tell if they themselves were, feet were had thoughts of prejudice or if they just felt sorry or just felt like, oh, this person, we know, and we, are we, and, we, and we are aware of what this person might be going through right now. I couldn't tell. But there was an awareness that, oh, this guy, <laughs> this guy's black, so... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was awkwardness. There was a real, and I've never felt awkward around anyone for being my skin color. And that, like, I can say that quite honestly, in that, um, I've mm. had quite a good experience, in that there hasn't been that much over racism, um, especially in the streets like, around my neighborhood and whatnot, even though, um, like, rewind like 20 years or so, that my 20, 30 years and my parents were my age, this area was completely different. Um, whereas um it was very racist around here now it's completely different I've, I've never really felt that before and it was it was very like I've never felt that fear I've never felt so isolated walking outside usually when i, I, I like to stay out um at times where it's brighter and like um there's there's more people in the streets I've like usually I feel safer but the more people I saw I felt more insecure more isolated in my own mind and whatnot wow. um yeah. Yeah, and I had to delete social media because I didn't want to see nothing, none of it. Um, I had to come off because I knew knew that everything that I'd seen would just make things worse and make me feel more stressed on the street when I'm just trying to go about my business. Um, And I can't remember exactly how long that awkwardness and that fear um, continued, but I I know that like the first week or so, it was very, um, yeah, it was very difficult. I've never felt that fear leaving my house before. And I do know. That, you know, if it was in the thick of life, so let's say, like, if let's, if I was back at uni and um, if I had my assignments, because obviously we're on some holidays right now. Yeah. But if we had that going on around the other stresses of life, and, um, yeah, it would be a very vulnerable time where a lot of... um, A lot of very vulnerable time for me in that. <laughs> I mean, I'd be scared to leave my own house. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean... And speaking on behalf of other people that I know, like I've definitely particularly in school, um, schools and the races um racism that a lot of students have experienced um from it you see, when we're talking about racism from school, um, I think it, it relates to back it relates back to what you were saying earlier on. It's not necessarily people saying and being really um Being what's the word, the overt racism and like the name calling and the yeah, like really openly, yeah, it's not that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's more so feeling like you're insignificant, feeling Mm. ignored, feeling undervalued, feeling um, well, being treated like being treated like your differences they don't matter, and if you're not like us, then there's a problem. That's the racism of today, I, I think, that is most prominent and that most people experience, particularly in schools and in the workplace. It's not so much on the streets anymore when people can just go about their business because people yeah. are very individualistic these days. That like people just stick to themselves. But when you're in the workplace and in schools, um, in lecture halls, um, all these places, um, people do feel, um, talking on behalf of Black people, Af- African um, Black people, Caribbean Black people, wherever they're from, they do feel the differences. Like policies about hair um, styles and yeah. dress codes and the way you walk and stereotypes that are put upon them, like it is um isolating is the only word you, you can describe. You're made to feel like an alien. Like you don't like your ways are improper. Like oh, that very old-fashioned type. This is the proper way of doing things, and your your deviation from that. Your um, and you have to be corrected. Like almost like um. Yeah, like uh, almost like well, the way you are is wrong and sinful, and you must be this way. You know what I mean? that. That, yeah, yeah. that kind of a mentality, and um, yeah. I, it, so it it does come back to what you were saying. You you kind of hit the nail right on the head when you're saying it's more about excluding the people rather than persecuting them. Yeah. You know, through ignorance, yeah, ignorance and and yeah. yeah, I think yeah, I think definitely
0: like as someone who you Know in the past has held quite, um, sort of, uh, I guess, conservative views, very sort of traditionalist sort of views. Yeah, um, even though, even though, again, I, I definitely wasn't, you know, um, being offensive in a very sort of spiteful way, it was yeah. more sort of just through ignorance, and it was more through yeah. naivety, and that's just as yeah. bad. Um, yeah. but looking back, you know, uh, there are some things you know yeah. I feel awful about because, yeah. indirectly they mm. could definitely have had you know racial undertones and then in yeah. in, in effect they could have you yeah. know badly impacted people's yeah. mental health yeah um and i think that's so much more common than yeah like, yeah, like yeah. it's it's strange it's sort of like racism used to be um well it used to be you know it's kind of, it, i guess it is, still is everywhere but it used to be yeah. so much more visible like yeah, out yeah, yeah. there in the open whereas yeah, now so, it's so. like it's it's yeah. gone on to it's gone online in a way. It's 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 yeah everywhere around us, but a lot more mm. in in much more of a subtle way.
1: Yeah, definitely. Is it's, it's a lot more so And um I do I do understand um a sense of frustration and like um fear that a lot of um people feel um yeah. on the um when people are accused of racism and it and that, that accusation goes around way too easily. I believe. Like I don't. Be- a lot of the things that people call racist, I don't believe is racist. You know, like people. There's a lot of um, uh, people used um the term cultural appropriation, and as as much I do believe it exists, it's yeah. not as prominent as I think people make it out to be, and um, and there are a lot of let's say there's there's a lot of European white people who have done nothing wrong and do not have prejudice um, attitudes towards um, people of minorities. And they are, yeah, with genuine hearts. And we'll treat um, the black, Asian, um, white person all the same, Yeah, being just based off of how they treat, how how they behave, you know, and we'll judge them off their behaviour. And they will hear all these accusations, you know, and they will see all the advertisements on the TV and all the videos on YouTube of a lot of people of their colour and their origins of or people similar to them just being crucified you know for yeah um for quite simply sometimes just being white you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it goes both ways and it obviously yeah, there's the difference in that historically um white people were opp- oppressors and yeah. it was other people who weren't receiving them and that does create a difference you know like in the mm-hmm. institutional racism and institutional racism and um yeah Personal prejudices—they go hand in hand, and that is to be realized. But then, what isn't to be, um you know, what isn't to be ignored is the fact that white people can be discriminated and are discriminated yeah. as well. Not, but not- I do think
0: there is, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent agree with you. There. I think there is a yeah. difference between discrimination and racism. As in, mm. if you look at even again surrounding the Euros, um it's yeah. very interesting, sort of the headlines used, for example, mm. to describe. Raheem Sterling. So it's talking about yeah, you know, had man. to mention his Jamaican dad had been in yeah. prison. It was yeah. like, when they talk about yeah. Declan Rice, they're not. They're not. Yeah, <laughs> it know? was
1: fascinating. I saw something like that. Yeah. They they brought up something like it's like leave the man alone. Yeah, like every like even when he went he bought his mama house and then they were calling him selfish for it or something <laughs> like that. It it didn't add up. Like it was it was quite surprising and I think people people's eyes were open to just and it's it's sad that it's taking this long. But just to how invaluable Raheem Sterling is to the England squad. You yeah. know what I mean? And it shouldn't take that, you know what I mean? It shouldn't take him to to like carry the England squad through yeah. the early knockout stages of a tournament for him to actually be valued yeah. and his judgment and his actions to be um judged fairly. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's what's irritating. That's and that's something that's really irritating as well. In order, in order for um a lot of the time, right, not all the time, but a lot of the time in order for a black black person, right, to be treated with the same kind of respect, or just fairness, just fairness, you know what I mean? It's not special treatment, just fairness, right? They have to be spectacular. Yeah. Or they have to be above their class or top of their class. Like an average black person, and this is something that I experienced myself, if you're average and you're in school or you're in the workplace or you're treated like you're dumb, it's only when you're the top of the class and you do get, like, um obviously black people at the top of their class That's when you are treated like wow, this person's so amazing. You can't just be, you know, hitting the marks, hitting what you're supposed to do and be um treated and being given fair judgment, you know what I mean? That that Which is exactly that's
0: exactly where, you know, the anxieties and, and fears you're mm. describing earlier, that's exactly where that yeah, that comes yeah. from and that insecurity as yeah, well. Because very when you're being told word, yeah. you have to do three, four times the amount of work. Yeah as, for example, your white yeah. peers, to be mm. seen the same, yeah. then you're just going to be stressing about that all the time and worrying about how you're going to get there. And Precisely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what?
1: It's either that, it's either you stress about it all the time or you just lose all care for it because, yeah. um, because you know, caring and being stressful and, incre- and experiencing that tension, not everybody wants to live like that and fair to them, you know what I'm saying? Not, yeah. everyone, not everyone believes it's worth, worth their time. Like, a lot of people... Particularly, you know, Afro Caribbean people and um, just immigrants in general. When you move to another country and you have children, they have children, you're likely to be in the lower classes of that society. Yeah. You know, to have less money, right? So, a lot of these people, they have greater stresses than the expectations of their teachers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or the expectations yeah. of society. They have to worry about the very fundamentals of what are we eat this week. Mm-hmm. you know that? Like, so it's yeah. they can't worry about, oh, I'm not getting these grades." And yes people can say, "Ah, oh, but you can't get the grades and then get a good career, but we're talk when we're talking about getting, worrying about education to get a good career, we're talking about a ten year plan, yeah, but when we're when we're focusing on people who are struggling for this for today and next week and the week after, you know yeah. what I'm saying. So hundred percent that, yeah. that whole battle. It is a mental battle we're talking about and prioritizing the things like that. When when we create a world, yeah, for um or a reality for people who have to already work hard to just um and this goes for listen, this this does not just go for um um the racial minorities because yeah. there's white white working class is the white working old, class boys I think yeah, yeah white working, yeah. working class boys are the most overlooked um population um, of youth yeah. in this country right and the same goes for them you know what I'm saying the same does go for them and they are equally ignored as well yeah but mm-hmm. um I think the only difference is for some reason the only difference between the white working class and um and black people is that black people's um, their underachievement is sometimes blamed on their blackness rather than their environment, which is like, yeah, yeah. that's that doesn't make sense, that doesn't make no sense, you know what I'm saying. Um, yes. uh, but yeah, but that's this is what I'm saying, both situations need to be addressed, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's, it's all it's it under the same umbrella as well, it's yeah, that's, like, my again, that's my point again, whether it's yeah. whether it's um,
0: the root cause is racism or discrimination mm. or just being overlooked, like mm. even with sort of men as a whole uh, you know mm. you, I, I could receive I, I, you know i don't mind if i receive hate for this but like men as a whole, yeah. i think like the male demographic as a whole mm. has started to be overlooked because if you look yeah. into some of the statistics yeah. um in the you know if you look into the statistics it's it's very worrying and mm. um uh, you know whatever sort of demographic you're from Mm. Um, there is a chance that you can be, you know, ostracized and and, and yeah. overlooked, and I think this leads really well, mm. you know, into this second question here, which is, mm. how can we, as mm. individuals, um, in society, and mm. you know, this can be aimed. I mean, even with coronavirus, you know, we've got the the, the racism against people of you know Asian descent as well. How yeah. can we, as individuals in society? begin you know to take those strides in our inner circles in our friendship groups yeah. to combat racism and the yeah. ensuring mental health disorders you know that it causes yeah. what would you say to that
1: you know what? yeah um like a principal i think like one of my parents yeah. told me but like they were, i can't remember the what they're saying itself but they always say if they, whenever there's an issue like the it starts at the home. Like, you have to sort out, basically, like, your own living mm-hmm. space before you go out and try and change anyone else's life. you got to look inwards before you can look outwards, that type of thing, right? Yeah. So, again, like, check off, like, your friends, right? I think... I think the way that you treat all people, yeah, starts with the people that's in your life, right? So, any... Be a better friend. Like, be a more unconditional, like, selfless person towards your friends and then just practice that to to a certain degree, towards whoever you meet, you know what I'm saying? Particularly at our age, right, where we're in our young 20s, early 20s, and life is starting, we're starting to transition from that education into the real world. We can quite easily let go of our friends and become more selfish and prioritise ourselves and then become more ignorant to other people's experiences. And then over time, that will lead to prejudices as we grow older and whatnot. Yeah. I think to avoid that from happening... Just stay, just stay friendly. You know what I mean? Keep in contact yeah, with your yeah. friends. Prioritise meeting people, prioritise and listening to other people. You know, practice these skills that stop you from creeping down mm. the route of biases and... I could not agree more there, and, to be honest. And because I think, you know what? Yeah. Everyone, yeah. Is, everyone is vulnerable to it. Everyone, yeah. Anyone can be racist to another person. You know what I'm saying? 100%. A black person can even put down another black person for being darker than them. Yeah, or, yeah. for being lighter than them, you've been seeing a lot of that recently, and like on social media places like as Twitter, like it goes, like um, it doesn't matter where you are, who you are, you know, your people need to acknowledge the fact that you are as likely to discriminate somebody against somebody else as yeah. they are to discriminate against you. If if we're talking about black people in general, um, what steps can people um, like if we, the example of um the backlash which occurred on social media platforms, right? Obviously, you can only control your own heart and you can only be accountable um, towards your own family and your own friends and the people that you know. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. as sad as it is, there's always going to be people out there who love to just put their frustrations onto other people They um, and will not have that self-control to be able to say, no, this person has feelings, right? That doesn't mean it should be tolerated. So again, keep your friends accountable, you know, keep yourself accountable. And whatever chance you get, practice these things. Teach your children these things. I mean, um, by God's grace, if you ever have them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah I'll just say stay active and just stay aware, you know? um, but primarily towards yourself because it's you. Words, actions speak louder than words, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you just live... That righteous life, if you, if you just practice those righteous things and those righteous attitudes towards other people, you will find that you will affect other people and cause them to do good as well. Um, and obviously, if you if you want to do the extra stuff and talk about it, pub- publicise it, put stuff in your story to inform people, do all those extra things, you know what I mean? But you get a lot of people who do that and that's it. Yeah, but yeah. I, would, I would be more satisfied with somebody who didn't put nothing on their social media and just lived well, and showed it in their actions. You know what I'm saying? I would yeah. prefer that, because that's the foundation. And that's what's going to make a real difference in 10, 20, 30 years. And yeah, that's... that's, that's- It's very
0: true. I mean, mm. yeah, social media, far if you're not actually living that, and you're not actually mm. um, making those strides yourself. And I think it's yeah. very interesting you made the point about sort of that that vicious cycle of you know drawing mm. away from your friends and then that changing your views yeah. because yeah I mean you know for me sort of like a year ago or whatever you know when I was mm. in that very toxic relationship she was yeah. the the whole fat her whole family were very very openly racist very openly yeah. um, discriminatory yeah. and her whole you know one of her biggest sort of manipulative manipulative tactics was yeah. to draw me away from my friends yes so yeah. It's, yeah. almost like, it, it's almost like it's almost like you know you go through that cycle of if you stop uh keeping in contact with your friends and you know talk, making new friends and talking to new people and having new experiences mm. your your thought processes just become so restrictive and, and yeah. it's almost like you know it becomes yeah. very myopic into like tunnel mm. vision almost and then yeah. in turn you start subconsciously doing that to other people yes um, exactly. and that's exactly. how this sort of you Know it's very yeah. ironic. I mean, you know, coronavirus and all that, but like it's sort of how it sort of becomes a virus in itself. Um, it does, yeah, and that's when you get this sort of, I guess, herd mentality of people yeah. just being so openly racist online to to yeah. you know some of England's footballers, and yeah, it, it just in their circles, I guess, that scene is mm. accepted and they yeah. think they won't have there won't be any re- repercussions, um, mm. because it's. You because know, it's they're they're hiding behind a screen. Mm. Um yeah, precisely. Yeah, but I, I definitely think yeah, in terms of sort of the mental health side of things as well, I, mm. I think one of the main themes mm. that I've talked about with guests throughout, you know, the first season and then um now going into the second season is yeah, yeah the, the strength of friendship and the strength of maintaining those ties with your friends because Yeah, certainly. Um, as we're about to find out working a nine to five, you know, you don't have, mu- you probably won't have much free don't have time, much time. Don't have yeah. much time. Yeah. You so you've got to use that time wisely and you've got to make yeah. sure that firstly, the people you surround yourself with are healthy mm. for you and, yeah. you know, build you up and encourage you and you do the same mm. for them. Yeah. But for also sure. that they're good influences and also that they're not putting any, you know, they're not putting in, they're not, they're not accepting things which shouldn't be accepted. And, you know, yeah. that they're, they're not going to, they're not going to do, for example, what I experienced, you know, last year. They're not going to close yeah. off other friendships and yeah. make you make your views a lot less open and a lot less, you know, accepting. So, hundred yeah. yeah, um, percent, can contact more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think as well, we do need to hold people. People, you know, it is difficult when you've got a friend mm. and they some, say something out of line. It can be difficult. Sometimes it's difficult. Yeah. You know, school. yeah, that that wasn't that wasn't that yeah. wasn't that wasn't right. You shouldn't really. You know, for it, school, it, it yeah. can be difficult because they're your friends, you know, you really care for them. Um whereas mm. if it's a stranger, it can be very easy to to sort of, you know, shut them down and be like that wasn't right. So how Yeah, you, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, how I do guess the think difference you go for, about that.
1: Yeah. I, the difference would be that is so the difference would be that The person that you know, you have to live with them, you know, so you can't criticise them and then not be the end of it. You have to, that's a long process, you know what I mean? That's a lot of (laughs) back and forth, a lot of debates. And And it's also showing that you care about them, you know, criticising someone from a point that you care is a lot more difficult than criticising someone because you don't care about them. Um, Because criticising from a a loving standpoint is a much more... um, it's a much more nurturing process. It's more, mm-hmm. All right, let's see what's wrong with you, let's fix it. It's a long-term plan rather than just the outlash of um frustration and whatnot. Um, but I think it it requires what anything worth doing requires, which is just time and effort. Um, and a, a calculated way of going about it. And again, like when when it, I believe that we learn these skills from practicing ourselves on ourselves. If you have somebody that you're that you are critical, critical of and you want to help them change it, well, how much? How often do you do that for yourself? How often do you have yeah. a thought and you think, that's wrong, what am I going to do about it? Right, so when you have a thought that you don't like about yourself or a thought that you have of the world that you don't like or you identify what that thought is, you want to think about where that came from, you want to think about the bad and negative effects it has on you, you want to think about neg- negative effects it might have on somebody else and then you want to think of an alternate, alternate one, you know, mm-hmm. um, but from all of that comes a willingness to change, and that's the difficult part. If you can't convince your friend that they need to have a willingness to change, change, and if you can't show them that um, it's, it's worth change in this area of their thought processes, then you are probably left with a very difficult, um, a very difficult decision. And that's with that isn't a decision that is uh, limited to dealing with racism or any kind of prejudice. That we have to make those decisions every day. About what friends we have in our lives. You know, like if we have friends that sit around and do nothing with their time, and you're trying to get somewhere, you know, with your time, you're trying to work hard. So let's say it's exam season or it's just normal time at uni for us, or thinking about the sixth form GCSEs, and you're trying to put work in, but they're trying to pull you away from it. You need to make a decision: how am I going to spend my time? Is this friend going to be a beneficial friend for the future? And if you're going to say, right, you know what, I'm going to try and convince this person that the path that I'm going down is the right path and they completely, you know, tram- it, like tramples on the... Pe- they- if they trample on the pearls that you're giving them, yes. then you have to, like, let them go. Not not necessarily, like, cut them off and block them and everything, but you just have to say, you know what, you do you, I'm over here. You can still say still, you can still be friends, but you-, you just have that acknowledgement. I can't invest all of myself in you and, you know... Mm-hmm. By God's grace, you know he he shows you mercy and change, and 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 you're shown a different way of thinking, you know. Um, but obviously, as humans, you know we're not superheroes. There's only so much you can do for a person. yeah, yeah, yeah. If if they're not going to accept the logic, if they're not going to accept the love and um, some kind of faithfulness to to um, to an understanding that might be greater than themselves, then what can you do for them you know you can't be do too much um but yeah it it that yeah that decision of um whether a friend is going to accept change or not that that isn't a decision that's just limited to um trying to uh be accountable to your friends and check them for racism you know it would yeah. be the same thing for um, sexual act- as men, sexual attitudes towards women like mm-hmm. how much, um, you know, uh, macho like sexuality do you accept in your friends as men and as around you? And obviously, like, different men have different principles. So, as for myself, I like, I I don't, um, I haven't ever, um, participated in I'm forcing myself onto girls in not, not in and that's 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 not the right choice of words, but, I, um. <laughs> I've never, I've never. I know seen, what you're like, saying. you yeah, know what, what I'm saying. saying. Like, yeah, yeah, pursuing yeah. girls sexually, like all the time. Like, you know yeah. what I mean. Like going to a party to do something with a girl, or trying to, um, trying to pursue girls just for that. Like, I've never really supported that, anyways. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and there's other men that do, and that can be done in an appropriate manner. You know. Mm-hmm. And there are goals that like that and are about that life is one of things like that. But for my life, you know, I've chosen to surround myself and look up to men who don't do that and yeah. can advise men how to be as disciplined as possible in the area. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So it's, it's the same thing, like, or choosing what co-workers to be closer to because mm-hmm. these ones are more disciplined or these ones aren't disciplined. Some people prefer undisciplined people in their lives, you know? Oh, it's, it's the same. It's the same thing for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, it would just be, yeah, it would just be that. But I would say, like dealing dealing with racism, it's not. Um, it's I would say it would be. It's like a fruit of a seed, another seed that is sown. Um, rather than it being like the sole purpose of someone's life, because I believe racism isn't a sole. Isn't the problem that we're dealing with, but it's more like selfishness of the heart and not li- like just not being, um, I mean, putting put symbols is not being a loving person, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of issues in the world can be, I mean, pretty much all the issues of the world that are caused by humans can be put down to that. And I mean, that. I mean, that's that's the art, I mean, it's simple but difficult, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I would. If if someone's wondering, oh, there's a lot of racism and that leads to a lot of people feeling isolated and feeling like and um, pushing people into mental um like corners you could say and feeling isolated from the rest of the world. Well, what can I do about it? Let's look inward first, then we go outward after. Look to my friends, look to my family, what's right, what's wrong, what can be changed, what should be developed. Um and I was I mean this I can give you an example of what I hope it can be of just people being good, right? Um. So, if we rewind to when George Floyd was um murdered, I don't think people remember, but George Floyd was the first was a, not the first killing. He was one of many, many, many killings that year. Yeah. Um. Of black people being very unjustly and very, very savagely killed in situations where they didn't have to be killed. Um. Uh, and I'm pretty sure there was a few lynchings or and suspicions of things like that that was all over the news um, in America and all over social media platforms and whatnot. Um, and so when the George Floyd one happened, it was I was. It's a diff, it's a very difficult thing to explain. Watching someone of your skin tone being killed just for their skin tone, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, a very yeah. hard um it's a mixture of fear frustration anger um helplessness injustice you know like if you uh, let's just say if you watch the air like yeah. you know watching a movie right mm-hmm. um there's a scene in there's a movie called american sniper and it's about a navy seal who there's like tours in afghanistan i think yes. it is and there was a scene right where he's this this um, notorious man um, in the Taliban was like torturing a child like he was pulling, pushing a drill into a child's yeah, yeah, and torturing the, the child in the street and the soldier was doing everything he could to try and peer over the, the roof and shoot the man mm-hmm. but it was a sniper pinning him down every time he popped his head up and yeah, he could yeah. hear the child screaming but there was nothing he could do about it right nothing he could do nothing he could do and he was trying 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 and um, you're watching this and you're like "Bro, oh, just do it. just get up let's get to shoot but he couldn't, you know what I mean. And yeah. then the the man butcher um is is uh, um his nickname was the butcher. He finally puts the drill into the child's head and kills him, and like the the soldier is now, he hears the child screaming, and you can see this frustration on his face and it is this hopelessness, and and he has to go and he has to go down to the family who just had the husband killed in front of them, that like, and yeah, it's just yeah. that feeling of like. Like that, that same aggression, that same like, frustration, that same helplessness that you just feel when you watch someone else being slaughtered. But then you have that personal aspect of, you know, if that was one of my, it is quite selfish. Like if that was me, or if that mm-hmm. was my family member, they would have gone through the exact same thing. So I was having a lot of that um, at that time of the year. And George Floyd, that was just a trigger for me. I was like, look, I just can't do this. And one of the bad, side effects of it is that you start to have this blanket effect where you think all oh, white people are like that and it's, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a very um you could say very primitive type of thing like tribal thing which is i guess is which is in like all of us where we're very um um defensive and you go on a very defensive mode and i had to um message one of my friends and I said, look, I need to just come speak to you. And it was partly because she's white, and I was like, I have to because I'm starting to like isolate myself from yeah, yeah. white people. And I just have to remind myself, look, that's not my reality. You know, that's not all the white people out there. A lot most, uh, most of my like, not so not most. A lot of my friends that I have are white, and they're all very good friends to me. Um, and things like that. Um, and I just had to spend like a good afternoon just sitting down talking and whatnot and it did calm me down and that was good you know what I'm saying yeah yeah it was yeah. good and I think part part one of the things if we're talking about getting rid of racism in particular one solution which is quite specific to racism and not and can't really be um blanking onto other things is that you have we have to get rid of this whole white people this black people this brown yeah. people that you know because we're people you know what I'm saying yeah like, Stop calling that person a white man. Stop calling this man a black man. This is a man this is a man. Like all right, fair enough. If you're trying to describe someone in a room, like if you're someone trying to find somebody else you're like, oh, he's the white man sitting there. Oh, cool. But I mean you could instead of saying the white man, you could just say, Oh, he's the guy wearing the blue tie. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why is it that our minds go straight away to race?
0: Well it's the us versus um. Sort yeah, of that's what think, yeah, that's where it creates. That's
1: exactly where it creates. It creates the like us versus them mentality. And don't get me wrong, like in culture that's more applicable because in culture there's actual similarities. But let me tell you something, like, I'm, like, a lot of people won't like me saying this, but, like, um, a black teen out there, you know, who's who's gone to believe that Hulk carrying a knife and being aggressive on the streets, yeah, is the way to go and the way to live his life is more so in this city more so likely to kill me than a white teen in this in this city. And if, yeah. if, if race made that much of a difference, that would not be the case. Yeah. It wouldn't be. You know what I'm saying? That's not mm. for me to say that's that's not the same as me saying, oh well, racist racism should exist because black people are black people. No, that's not the case. What I'm trying to tell you is race doesn't matter. Because if if it did, if it mattered that much that we all had that if if our similarities came from our color rather than our experiences, then that wouldn't be the case. Yeah. yeah. That would not be the case. But that's, but it that is the case. You know what I'm saying? I don't relate to another black person because they're black in their color. I relate to your similar interests. Because we've got, yeah, because yeah. we're similar. Yeah. We've had similar experiences. You know, my, my nan, um, there's other Caribbean people. My nan and my granddad um, immigrated to this country, migrated to this country. Um they had children under very stressful circumstances and my uncles and aunties are all you know Caribbean mostly in right? Which created a similar story to another black person who mm-hmm. would have migrated So I relate to them through culture. And that word black here yeah, is because it's more of a cultural thing that I yeah, yeah. that person, yeah. right? If they're like if we if we go to the West Indies now, if we go to the Caribbean now, there's more and more like white, Chinese, German people, Scottish people over there, and they're more Caribbean than me. But that's all that matters. Like that's that's what my culture is. My culture is yeah, not from is. my skin colour. My culture is from the music that I like, from the food that I eat, the 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 the, 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 the patois and the the um the accents that I hear growing up, the me going to church every Sunday seeing my family. This has nothing to do with colour. Yeah. You know my I've got I've got an uncle who's white he's no less my uncle than my black uncles. You know what I'm saying? I've got aunties that are white. They're no less my aunties than my black aunties. They're not. You know what I'm saying? So as as beautiful as differentiation in colour is, it's a very fickle part of life and experience, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of the connections I have, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? We make it matter by, uh, by putting these things onto it. You know what I'm saying? And putting these stereotypes, these heavy stereotypes. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, look, when yes. it's a joke, it's a joke. Right, but when we start putting stereotypes on people that change people's lives, it's no longer a joke. That's changing somebody's life because of a stereotype we've created. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, so that like so might I might have gone off track a little bit, but no, I, no, no. I okay. <laughs> um mention, the whole point yeah. the whole point of
0: this um this podcast is that if you know, the conversation takes a very interesting yeah. a very interesting turn, you know. Okay. We cool. go down that route and you've cool, raised cool. some very, very important, very relevant, um yeah. very relevant points there. Mm. And again, <laughs> you know, led very well mm. into the final question here. So oh, cool. uh, on that theme of sort of yeah, like like you're saying, the differentiation between uh, you know, skin shade and, and culture, mm. um, mm. how can the government and education system right. in this country yeah. um make practical changes mm. in public mood and I guess i guess british culture as well mm. to influence the harmful racist beliefs yeah. that still cause okay. you know mental health okay. issues
1: yeah i think a very obvious and very easy easy one is in schools and workplaces yeah they need to be more respectful of different hair types because as yeah as small as that sounds right it's very big in the black in the african community I should say not black african community right where you have um the 4c type hair right um and the tight curls, right? A lot of different yeah. hairstyles come from that, right? But a lot of those hairstyles are not are put down by policies in workplaces and rules in schools. So things yeah. like braids and dreadlocks, you know, um, afro hair, it's all given that urban, that urban, um uh what's the word? A urban label. When it's not urban, it's just what African... And African descendants of Africa will have, yeah, because it's the type of hair we have, right? Um, and so what happens is, and it's quite tragic, right? And I don't think people realize how how tragic it is, and how uh, how much influence has someone on has on some, how much influence it has on somebody's identity when you tell them your hair is abnormal and you have to straighten it, you have to have your hair a certain way that you can't have it, particularly for girls, particularly, and and um, because obviously. Um, hair hairstyles and whatnot are more scrutinized amongst publicly amongst girls and our boys right and girls care about it more you know amongst themselves It's not just about what men think of women women care more about being um, represented and looking good and and being comfortable in our skin women do care about that more particularly in schools and when you're trying to form your identity so very hard thing for girls to go through um like having a younger sister and seeing how she's dealt with it and just having friends and I'm hearing them talk to me about it it's, it's very quite tough you know what I'm saying um and other things um would be just well I mean that I mean that would help a lot because yeah, yeah. I mean <laughs> like, like I'm not even joking it sounds so small but the if people if in particular if if, if you and people if European people just became more used to difference and yeah. the difference in our head like it's it's surprising how much how how alien we were are made to feel because of the different texture in our hair, but um I mean other than that oh um what can kind the of government do? You? A lot. Uh, yeah, no, they yeah, so, can't. There's so much that that is just bad, particularly court yeah. systems that just goes and nobody questions it. I think there's that, so
0: much virtual signalling as well, and and they I think the current government that we have, they, they use this virtual signalling. I mean, not even just the current government, I think yeah. every government, whether it's Labour, whether it's Conservative, is pretty much the same. They just use this kind of virtue signalling to try and cover up the actual institutionalised racism. Yeah. Like you said, like if they really yeah. cared, they would introduce a law which says you cannot discriminate yeah. Yeah. on, on yeah. certain
1: hair types. Seriously. Like, it is really bad. Like I was learn- learning... I do social work degree, yeah, and I was learning about just how bad... Um, and I was doing it in sociology as well before. Yeah. Just how bad the court system is towards um, just, like, people of darker skin tones, like, just black people in general and how much likely... Um, how much likely black people are, like, are going... Black people are to get a harsher prison sentence, yeah. For the and same even the stats here as
0: well. So the, the the you know black people are four times more likely to be detained, yeah, than white people under the mental health act. Very it's bad. to learn about that as well. Very yeah.
1: very very bad stuff, and it comes from a lack of um again what you're saying ignorance it comes from ignorance of cultural differences. So cultural differences which are normal and aren't a harm harm and aren't harmful to. You wider society are treated yeah. like they are, like differences in spirituality and beliefs and on and expression, expressions and language and things like that is treated, yeah, it's very bad and it has to be addressed and it's not addressed, which is really um you like just strange to me. And also the lack of effort you see in murder cases when, when a black person is murdered, it's almost always assigned as a suicide. Yeah. And now I don't know how much Obviously, I'm no detective, right? I'm no forensics um, scientist and whatnot, but it is a trend that is so strong; <laughs> it's quite yeah, yeah. hard to ignore. You'll see these cases of black people ending up in lakes and rivers, and they'll just say, "Oh, they threw themselves in it." But it's like, oh. like if yeah. we're talking about committing suicide, throwing yourself into a lake or river is not a very um, quick no. death. Like, it's not a death that you would like,
0: you know, I well, mean, there's not... that recent case, wasn't it? <laughs> was, it um, oh, was it Richard? the the recent the recent case of the boy who went missing.
1: Yes, yeah, he went to that uni, in it was it? Uh... Yeah, 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 that's yeah. a friend and of a
0: friend of mine. I, yeah. I I I mean, like, I think his his mum was saying that the police said to him, you know, there's no yeah. point, there's no there's point, no searching. point. Yeah, searching. Yeah, and if they would started searching earlier, yeah, very it's very likely they probably they would have, would have been it. able to find it. Yeah. I mean, that seems very suspicious in it's itself as well, and that's just gone as soon as soon as the public attention waned away yep. the government mm-hmm. and the police force just retracted all yeah. of their resources and it's just like okay it's that's been, over it her. happens
1: and there was that case we're not going to
0: investigate yeah
1: yeah, there was that case of um, a black lady um, I think two of them who, they were murdered in a park or something going in a field I think I'm seeing that yeah, yeah it came back up on the news recently and it's the same story they did mm-hmm. the, the, the police, local police department didn't put they, lethargic you know very yeah. lethargic attitude you know what I'm saying um and this Whereas really if we look way. at I, I don't like to bring up this example,
0: but I mean yeah. if we look at Madeline McCann, for example. Oh my days. I mean the amount of the millions and millions the that millions have been funneled towards millions. that and yeah. you know it that that's kind of is such a stark difference. It is a very um, stark difference, yeah. Because I think yeah. for a lot of people, and again, this is where the ignorant side of racism comes in, for a lot of Uh, For a lot of people in this country, perhaps, you know, I I mean, all ages, but perhaps in the older white generation, Mm. when they see someone like Madeleine McCann go missing in a foreign place in a foreign country, for them, that really strikes the chord. Whereas when they see um, Mm. some of the examples we've mentioned, I feel like they just think, oh, you know, that's not linked to us." Um, They don't necessarily associate those people as being as yeah. English as you know, sort yeah, of Madam can, for example. Precisely. So they they just it's that real sort of ignorance, yeah. Um, and just it, it, which is just as potent, if not more, mm. than the very spite because that kind of that kind of uh uh racism, I guess, is is mm. a lot more undercover and and it's it's yeah. not as you can't reprimand it or or bring it mm. out in the open as easily. Yeah, um,
1: definitely. Yeah, you can't you can't point a finger at anyone and say you're doing this. You're 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 not giving it as much attention as you could because they could equally as as easy just turn around and say, "Well, we are," but yeah, but yeah. obviously it's it's obvious that um, when lives are taken and they're not, you know, upper class um, British looking people with, with quotation marks, you know, with the yeah. white skin and you know straight hair and whatnot, they're almost already just kind of like shrugged off, yeah. And that is a trend which isn't speculation, you know. There's so many yeah. cases that yeah. go towards that, and it's the same story over and over and over again. But, um, up up till now, you know, it hasn't stopped, and it's that which is um, yeah, another form of frustration, I guess. And um, yeah, definitely, man. Um, 100%. Mad- yeah. yeah, and with the Madeleine became thing, it's funny because that that's a mixture of many different things. Because there were yeah. like there were loads of cases with like similar cases, where even white children going missing. <laughs> and obviously they were getting all the they were getting all the press, they were getting all the attention. That's that that's a lot. That's a lot of that's to do with money. Yeah, and just trying to create a story and keep the story good. Yeah. And a lot of people just get um of all colours get sh- put underneath the carpet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like um, uh, what's it, David Anbrah, he says something like, um, you know, if you put like a bunch of like ants into a jar and shake it, they will sort of one another. And he basically ended his saying with like, before we start fighting one another, let's focus on who's shaking the jar. And most of the time, the, yeah. the people shaking the jar behind racism or people are making money off of it. You know what I mean? Racism yeah. was introduced because it was a money thing. You know, the slave trade was a money thing, a, 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 an economic thing. And um, even up to the Windrush generation, it's an economic thing. You know, they come, mm-hmm. they rebuild for cheap prices. Blah, blah, blah. It's a money thing. Keep. Um, it's an economic thing, right? So we have to think, like stop it's just because the racist um racism in the past was between white um like rich white people and poor black people yeah and it's it, it's it's faked to be it's poor white people versus poor black people when both poor and black both, both sorry both poor black and white people suffer from people's yeah. money <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it's, it's, it's all a money thing like seriously it is all a money thing. Like that's where it all comes from institutionally. You know what I mean? But, um
0: definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, we have we we've covered a whole whole breadth of things. Uh I yeah, mean I definitely recommend anyone listening, you know, listen back a few times because uh, there's there's a lot there's mm. a lot discussed there. Um but yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, I think uh wrapping up now. Um, is there any, is there a message or a last, you know, um, sentence that you just would would like to let our listeners know based on, you know, today's episode and, mm. and
1: yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, I will say learn if, learn how to give, it's, I don't want to sound corny, man. <laughs> but like, just le- learn how to love people appropriately you know what I'm saying Yeah. because that's what this all comes down to are you capable of loving yourself and having, su- having enough self respect for yourself right which means that you have the clarity of mind to appreciate someone else at the same time you know what I mean that's not just in relationships I mean, romantic relationships it's also in people you don't know people you do know people you're yet to meet you know um, but yeah um and whatever self-frustrations you have with yourself be honest with yourself about them don't let it come out on other people you know what i'm saying um, yeah, yeah learn how to express your frustrations yeah honestly rather than calling people a bunch of monkeys and things like that because it's, it's yeah it doesn't get no one nowhere no that wasn't don't worry that wasn't calling cool you that was
0: perfect <laughs> that was a that was a perfect roundup but yeah thank you it. thank you for coming on today
1: yeah thanks for the invite man um
0: I'll say as well, one last thing as well for anyone listening, Black Minds Matter, great resource. If you do want to find out more, um, if you want to look up advice and support uh, surrounding racially caused mental health issues. So, yeah, thank you everyone for listening. That's the end of the episode today. Um, stay tuned for the following episodes in this season. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening and uh, bye. Bye.